Hello, and welcome to Native Awakenings. Here at Native Awakenings, we provide a safe space for those to share heritage, techniques, meditations, and conversations, all to help increase your awareness. As you become more aware of who you are, of what you do, of how you flow, you begin to become awakened in a sense. An awakening is a continual process of expanding your awareness, noticing what's there that was previously hidden. Last week, we spoke on peace. And if you're new to this podcast, every week we have a word association that we do. Now is a wonderful time to pause this one and meditate upon what peace means to you. What sort of visuals do you get when you hear peace? Do you see any colors? What does even that word mean to you? And if you're back with us, I'll describe what peace means to me. When I think of the word peace, I instantly picture an ocean. I'm sure many of you might have the same visual. Many of you probably have different ones as well. And I see the color blue, often like the reflection of water. Peace reminds me of stillness. I relate the two, and that's my association to the word peace. It's a sense of purposeful stillness. You can be in peace in very violent situations. You can be at peace while you're flying down a hill on a longboard or or in a marathon run where you're exerting all of your energy. Because even if you're active, even if you're moving at the time, there's a purposeful stillness somewhere within your vessel that evokes that sense of peace. So, concisely, I would have to say that, for me, peace is the purposeful stillness that brings harmony. It's very similar to love. Ooh, which I legit just thought about just now, which will be our next association for next week. So you have a head start. I encourage you to think on, contemplate on, and meditate on what your associations to love is. And we will talk about that next week. And now for our podcast topic for today, I know I say this every week, You may get tired of it, but I'm not. This one is epic. This podcast is going to be one of my favorites. No shame in saying that. I've said that for the last like five podcasts that I've done or solo casts rather. But this one is very exciting. On our healing journey, we're going to traverse into the territory of shape-shifting. Ah, I said it. Let's dive in. So, shape-shifting, why would one want to do this practice, and how can it aid in a healing journey? Well, our indigenous ancestors, when we think on them and when we see the practices that they have done, it is often reminiscent upon a sort of animalistic element that they have incorporated into their being. It starts with the name. So... In this day and age, as easy as it is to visualize, since we have the technology 
of the internet. We have libraries. We can picture animals as much as we want. And I think that that is the double-sided blade of this time in modernity. Because it is so easy to research, to find, and to understand animalistic behavior, and I don't mean animalistic in a savagery sort of way, I mean animalistic in the most honorable and reverent way, as animals are authentic in a way that many humanoid beings are not. So it is, I believe it is quite an honor to be more like an animal than like a human. That's my personal bias speaking though. When we look back on our indigenous ancestors, we see beautiful names like Standing Bear or Eagle Feather or Dogtooth. Why is this? Why did they incorporate animals into their name? And it's because in our previous podcast, we spoke on how words are spells. So it may be a bit easier for us to begin this shape-shifting journey by finding our shape-shifting name. Maybe you have a favorite animal. Maybe it's a, a wolf. Maybe it's a swan. Maybe it's a lark. Maybe it's a salamander. As this modernity has influenced our consciousness in a way, our conscious mind will often swat away the name, I am Salamander. It will instantly say, no, your name is this. Or no, your name is that. You're, you're not a salamander. You're a humanoid, carbon-based being. That's what you are. Our conscious mind's very, very helpful in pointing out logical things that don't make sense. So what our ancestors did, I feel like they did this to negate that conscious mind, is they took a quality of that salamander and incorporated it into their name. So instead of calling yourself salamander, maybe you are salamander foot or salamander speed, taking a quality of that salamander, the camouflage of the salamander, and incorporating it into your name. And by doing so, by seeing yourself as having that quality of the salamander, the speed, the camouflage, its ability to regenerate, whatever have you, that can bypass the conscious mind. And that can start seeping into the unconscious. When we think of shape-shifting, we often think of, well, I don't want to speak for you, dear listener, so I will speak for myself. I often think of werewolves or skinwalkers. I think of dramatic physical changes that happen to a being. But if you think on the etymology of the word shape-shifter, what does that mean? Our energy is contained by the shape of our vessel. And we can change the shape of our vessel by certain postures. So by walking on all fours, you have begun to embody the shape of a quadruped, a four-legged animal. By standing on two feet, you're more bipedal. But standing on two feet, shape-shifting begins by literally changing the shape of your body. That's step number one. So if you're always seated, and if you want to get in a shape-shifting mindset, maybe it's really helpful to stand up. Maybe it's helpful to stand on one leg. 
maybe it's helpful to crawl at that point. So let's go through this in a linear fashion because I can already feel myself bouncing all over. In my opinion, in my humble opinion, the first step is to find a name. To find a name that matches the quality of the animal that you are fascinated by. If it's the bear, strong bear, protective bear, whatever have you, find that name and begin to call yourself this name. Begin to ask yourself, what would standing bear do? What would hibernating bear do in this situation? And that is beginning to link your unconscious mind with the information that you already know about this animal, and that begins to imprint it upon your actual physical body. Step one, name. Step number two, changing the shape of your body. Not to grow hair or tails or anything like that, though to be 100% honest, I fully believe that that is possible and probable. However, first, change the shape of your body. Maybe that means a yoga pose. Maybe that means a tai chi pose. Whatever have you. Contort your body in a way that extends the possibility of you becoming that animal. And thirdly, how to complete the shape-shifting ritual is to visualize yourself as that animal. Now, I have done this practice many, many times. My great-grandmother was rumored to be able to turn into a crow. And I have people within my family that swear up and down that she could do this. And I believe that we all have this capability of once we start seeing ourselves as something, it starts changing the connections within our mind. And once we start calling ourselves something, it starts to change the association that we have of being separate to that animal entity and brings it into more of a unity. And then when we begin to see ourselves as that animal, then we begin to literally shapeshift in a way. Again, I want to prepare you on your first time, on your second time, you're not, well, it's possible, but it's highly unlikely that you're going to turn into a dog or a bear on your first time. But what is highly probable is that you will begin to have an increased sense of smell if you imagine yourself as a dog or increased vision or increased strength. These are things that you can measure, especially if you want to try to embody the space of a bird. That is one of the entry-level shape-shifting modalities that I believe exist. Birds are universal, and they are often the sign of lucid dreaming. So if you envision that you are a bird, I encourage you to literally test your vision with a vision test, writing something on a wall and stepping back to see if you can see it, or having a friend write something after meditating on the bird, after almost flapping your arms as wings, and then stare and see if you can see it more. Now, here are some really quick tips of shape-shifting, and in next week's episode, we will go more in-depth about actually practicing this 
This podcast is simply meant to prime you into finding your animal first, and to do those three basic steps, calling yourself the name of the animal, changing your shape by some movement practice, and lastly, seeing yourself as that animal. Try out those three. But to answer the first question that prompted this solo cast was how does shape-shifting help with healing? Why is this a part of the healing chapter of this podcast? Animals have a profound sense of sensing and fixing illness. Animals often don't go to doctors. So by changing our relationship to our body, the relationship of illness also changes. I believe that by embodying the animal, we start to realize the inherent harmony of flow, of freedom, of authenticity. And the more authentic that we are, the more truthful with ourselves as we are, the more in balance we are. As we live these human lives, we can be pursuing many various things, which all take energy. Our energy is leached by every thought that we have. But animals, they follow a sense of harmony. So simply by placing yourself in the harmonious mindset of an animal, I believe that that alone is enough to encourage the immune system, to encourage your body to realize the space of harmony. And that, in my opinion, is all where healing exists within the balance of our energy. So I believe that's why our ancestors did so, and that's why I myself do the practice of shape-shifting, so that I can realize and remember my nature. It's not all of these accolades or trophies or desires. It's really just allowing myself to be in the moment, allowing myself to play. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we will go over the word association of love, and we will actually do a shape-shifting practice. I hope this episode was educational, and I hope that you have the bravery to try it out and see how you feel. All right, the spirit animating my body honors, values, appreciates, respects, and unconditionally loves the spirit animating your body. Aho Matakwayasan. Om Namah Shivaya. Namaste.